Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN, driven by Munganass, St. Louis actor, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. And it is our pleasure to be joined, as he does every Tuesday here on this program, by the great Chris Kerber, voice of the blues, who you'll hear tonight, pregame 6 p.m., Blues and Sabres. Hi, Kerbs. Jim, how are you this morning? I'm wonderful, thank you so much. You know what? We were talking about the, the Chip Carey hire. And I'm, I'll yeah. just, I'm just putting you on the spot here. Now, I, I think I already know the answer. But I'd get people texting and emailing uh, when we'd be doing, whether it be this show or TMA or my podcast, and they go, you know who'd be great would be Chris Kerber, which is a compliment to you that people even think that way. Now, I my thought was, it's not my place to speak for you, but schedule-wise, that's just not realistic. But I just, for the purpose of, since now that the, the thing is over and Chip Carey's the guy, I wanted to allow you to, if you have any interest whatsoever, in talking about it, because it is a compliment that people thought that way. Yeah, you know what? It, it really is a compliment. I had a few people text me and um, some social media, you know, buzz a little bit. But um, you know what? Uh, it, it, it would be intriguing for me at this point in my career to switch over to baseball. I've done some baseball. I filled in with John Rooney a couple yeah. of times back in 2006. Uh, I did baseball in college. Uh, sat in with Kurt Bloom for a couple of years when I was working in Birmingham. Uh, was actually on the air for three innings of Michael Jordan playing baseball. Oh, um, my God. One of the Birmingham uh, Barons, the Barons teams, actually. Wow. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I, I love doing it. I, I still, I absolutely love doing baseball uh, when, I've, when I've had the, the small chances. You know, but, but having said that, man, I love what I'm at. I love what I'm doing. And, and the one challenge with the game, of, with being a, a broadcaster in hockey, is, and especially on the radio side, is the seasons overlap so much, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, either the, the early part of one or, or another part of another, like, it's just, it, it, it's difficult. So the amount of work that it takes to do the job well, um, and, and to put the commitment into it and, and to really deliver it for the fans, like, you know, well, like, like all the Cardinals guys have done over the years, it takes a massive commitment. And, and so to do, I think both of these sports on the radio side, not likely, uh, and, and, and honestly, no conversations ever happened. Sure. So I, I do appreciate the fans' thoughts, but um, I never talked to anybody about it, never brought it up, nobody ever called me, and, and I'm totally 1,000% cool with that, too. It's just, um, it, it, you know, I think if, if I did TV and hockey, that opens up the doors maybe for a little bit more because, uh, you know, of how things, you know, the schedules are a little bit different, you know, you're not doing playoff games on either side. Yeah, that kind yeah, of thing, yeah. But, um, but but seriously, it takes it, it. Man, it's a schedule. Like I watch, you see Kenny Albert on his social media, and he'll be doing, you know, he'll be doing NFL on one night. Two nights later, he's doing the next. Then he's on the radio for the Rangers, and then he's doing TNT. I mean, it's uh, 
I love the idea of doing a bunch of sports. It, it, it's a fun challenge and keeps you keeps your heart pumping. But um, really, the day to day grind. And I, I'll say this: I don't know that. I hope that I, 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 when I say I don't know that people really know, I, I think that might be, you know, I don't know if that's fair to people in general. But really, the the daily grind the work to cover the teams properly. If you're a team broadcaster in these sports that don't play just once a week, it's uh it's really quite a lot of work and, um, you know, and, and to stay on top of things, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking, yeah, last night I'm just, I'm working up some nuggets for tonight, you know, just sitting around the house. And I thought about Tage Thompson. And then I looked at, for example, the, you know, Thomas and Cairo and you come across the fact that Thomas and Cairo, both of them in their last 118 games played have picked up 120 points. You know, and and so their numbers are right in line with what Cage Thompson's doing, and we've got two of those guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like it's it's just things like that that uh, it's the amount of work that goes that goes into it if you're going to do I think the job to the level that uh, frankly, whether it be Harry Carey, Jack Buck, you know, uh, Dan Kelly, Ken Wilson, and all the others that have uh, broadcasted ahead of us, and, and Mike Shannon and stuff before that, they've set a hell of a bar in St. Louis. We have been and, incredibly um, fortunate, you're right, with these broadcast teams. To broadcast here, yeah. Yeah, uh, you've done. So you've obviously been doing the Blues now, 21 years with the uh, 22 years with the with the difference between baseball and hockey calling games. I'm curious. I would think that one is clearly a more leisurely adventure, and the other is nonstop. And then when there is a stoppage in action, in this case now you're going to Joey Vitale back in the day with Chaser. Is that, is that the biggest distinction between calling baseball and calling hockey? I think it's the pacing and the rhythm. Um, one, I, well, there's two philosophies. Well, I, I kind of look at it two different ways. One is the pacing and the rhythm. Baseball, yeah, much more relaxed, but at the same time, on the swing of the bat, everything could happen at once. Mm-hmm. You could have, you know, runners on first and third, and the guy hits a triple. Could be, you know, one, you know, into the gap. Could be one of the more detailed things in baseball. For example, you've got a call, and and if you go the Dan Kelly, you know, approach of just economy of words, you really clean it up. If you listen to guys that do baseball that that, that are real wordy, they're going to try to describe too much, and you're going to lose some of it. So. To me, it's, I think it's, it's the pacing of it, but you've got to be ready for all hell to break loose on any swing of the bat. Hockey, there's a flow to it. Hockey, the challenge is, how do you keep describing similar plays over and over and over again and make them sound somewhat different or unique? And then, you know, there's something that John Rooney has done. Uh, you know, Wayne, Wayne Hagen, for example, Wayne Hagen was a very uh, numbers-oriented broadcaster, okay? Threw a, lot of, threw a lot of stats, threw a lot of numbers at you. Um, John Rooney, you know, when, when you know, who, who took over then for Wayne, and obviously he's been with the Cards, what, since 06? Uh, or yeah. somewhere in there? Yeah, no, he came John, right after the White Sox won the World Series, and then he got a World yeah. Series in St. Louis. Yeah. If you listen to John, and, and, and I learned, believe, like, I learned from this stuff, even for, uh, to, to do our games, when, he, when the sport is different. John does a great job of keeping you on the field. And, and what I mean by that is, if there's if there's a break in play, if there's a if there's a small pace in the action, or, or, or a small break, you don't just get inundated with numbers, you know. Or he doesn't tell you how many doubles the guy has hit if it doesn't mean something in the moment, right? And in, in hockey, I think it's that's really similar. There's you can see my scorebook, and I'll have a lot of nuggets, I'll have a lot of numbers, I'll have things written down. But if it's not relevant to something Joe Vitale or Chaser, you know, would say. 
or something like that, then you probably don't use it because if it doesn't keep the fans on the field, in the arena, on the ice, in the moment – then I don't know that you're doing, you know, your listener a service. So That's me, interesting. You're right, and it's it's a basic principle, but but it is something that that is important. That if you don't get that, you're right. Now you're distracting from what's going on. If you can, so you're saying if you can weave that in, then it works. But otherwise, it can be a bit of a distraction and taking them away from the the field of the ice. Yeah. So you know, when a guy's at the plate, you know, let's say it's August, right? And and, uh, and and the guy's at the plate, and the broadcaster sits there just out of nowhere. I mean, there's nobody on base, you know, maybe he's guys hit the second base. You know, he's rounded out the second, and he's struck out in his first two at-bats. It's his third at-bat. And he's at the plate, and he goes, well, he's got 10 doubles on this season. I don't know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, great. So he's got 10 doubles on the season. Does that help you with the at-bat, with what's going on? Does that – because there's nobody in the stands sitting there thinking, well, I can't wait to see this guy. He's got 10 doubles on the season, Right. So it, it's sometimes the numbers have to have to really tell a story or be part of a story. They've got to be part of, of what you're doing. And that's, that's true in hockey. That's, that's true in all of them. Um, you'll almost, you'll never actually, I would say almost never see, you'll never hear me tell you where a guy in, it played his junior hockey on the air. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason being, it's not, it's not a lack of respect or, or to the junior leagues and how guys came up. Right. I just don't know that many listeners in St. Louis can relate to somebody that said, oh, he played four years in Sarnia, right? <laughs> and, and, right, because to them it just, you go, okay, well, what does that mean? But I will say that I do use the colleges a lot because U.S. sports fans understand the college approach, right? So I will say a lot if a guy is playing, you know, he played three years at Northeastern. You know, I always pull out my Miami of Ohio guys, of course, you know, but, uh, so again, that that's something that you have to relate to the fans. When when, when Pierre Maguire would be on those national telecasts and he talk about, you know, a, a guy playing his, you know, well, he had this many points in Moose Jaw. I mean, okay, yeah, he did. So I guess that's a fact. But from a listener standpoint, if you're sitting in St. Louis, Missouri, and you go, okay, what is that like? That doesn't add anything to who the guy is, to what he's about, to to any kind of way to pull you into the story, other than you're going. Now I got to look up where Moose Jaw is. <laughs> so I, I, that's my approach to, to and I, it's developed over the years. But that's really my approach, and that's why that's why the greats and, and and the good ones and stuff really are like they are. But take take a listen. I'm telling you, next time you listen to to, to to Cardinals on the radio and you listen to John Rooney, and yeah, he'll throw numbers at you, but it doesn't take you away from like feeling like you're in the building. Somehow he manages to keep it there. When there's a break in play, he'll tell you which way the flags are blowing and maybe describe the uniforms or that kind of thing. And I, and I, I think it's a great approach. I, uh, I love these conversations about broadcasting, and I think a number of the listeners like to hear the thought process that, that, that goes into it. Uh, and you will be able to hear Chris Kerber on the call tonight right here on 101 ESPN. Uh, you were mentioning some of the data with regards to Tage Thompson, and we'll see him tonight at Enterprise Center. Who will we see for the Blues? Uh, I know that uh, yesterday they will know more about uh, Buchnevich's status, and uh, that was coming up along with uh, when they're going to get the green lights on a number of players who might be on the precipice of coming back. O'Reilly's still a few weeks away, but Krug uh, and Tarasenko. Uh, what can you tell us? It sounds like you are at the skate as we speak. Yes, sir. Uh, I am here. You know, for with the, with the schedule on this homestand of having played every other day, most of these morning skates have been optional skates for these for the teams. So they've had the, the, the practices the day before have been the really big ones. 
um, where they've gone. Uh, Robert Bortuzzo's out there skating now. You know, um, I don't see Jordan Bennington again out there. So to me, and they mean he's going to go again. And, and I just love it. I love riding, riding the horse, man, riding, riding the starting goaltender. I expect today, I expect to have uh, uh, Tarasenko and Krug back in the lineup. We'll get that confirmed in a little bit. And I'm listen, I'm not... I'm not basing that on, you know, any inside information I've got. I'm just basing it really on the way you've watched them play and practice and, and guys that look ready to go, you know. Uh, and, you know, and the other guy that we could see back in the lineup today is Logan Brown, and I talked to him a couple of days ago just about the process. And he's so frustrated because he had a good start, and it's just a matter of can he stay healthy and get in there and get that chance. And if he does, he really becomes a guy – that I'm getting curious to, to watch how it goes. You know, he's only played 78 NHL games for being the 11th overall draft pick. He's got to find a way to get in there. He's got to find a way to stay in the lineup. He's got to have to battle through some bumps and bruises and nicks and injuries here because he's got to uh, he's got to do it. And then he's got to earn his way up the lineup in a Craig Berube system. He's got to do that. To see, and this is his worst. I got to hold on to the puck. I got to use my size, and then I got to make some plays. Well, so uh, if, if he's back in there, I'm I'm curious to see how things go for him. Now for him. He's been out so much. You know, like it, it, It's a hard thing to jump in, you know, in game 47, 48 of the year. So you, you better get going. you got to get the wheels moving quick. Uh, you'll get a chance to find out if he can get it going tonight, along with whether or not Krug and Tarasenko are back out there. Blues and Sabres tonight, pregame, 6 p.m. right here on 101 ESPN with this gentleman, the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, always enjoy the conversation. Thank you for giving some of the insight uh, into uh, calling baseball and hockey this morning as well. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, anytime, but that was, I, I enjoyed talking about that stuff. That's great. Thanks, Tim. Thank Have a great you, day. Have a great week, you guys. You too. That's yeah, thanks, Chris, Chris Kerber with us here on Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Uh, Jackson has a, a series of questions here. Uh, that I am looking forward to tending to. Um, and uh, then we also have a number of text responses to our uh, first segment on Chip Carey getting the Cardinal television job. That's coming up next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.